This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome to The Garden Show. Yes, indeed. It's it's a very magical day, December 23rd. Santa's warming up his sleigh. The reindeer are having a big you know, big feast because they've got a long night ahead of them in a mere, whatever, two days, 48 hours. So we're looking forward to Christmas. And I'd just like to take this moment to wish everybody a happy and merry and healthy Christmas. Dean is hopefully going to be able to join us at some point. Um, Dear Santa, I hope that a new computer for Dean is in your sleigh and that you drop it at his house so that next Saturday will be good to go. He has a pretty old computer and he has so many responsibilities that it's just, I think, a big deal for him to get a new one. And he needs a new one, I think. I think that's part of our issue here. He's up in Collingwood frantically trying to connect. And I'm in my home office in Prince Edward County, where it's a rather gloomy day, very overcast, very pale gray sky, but I've still got snow. I don't know about anybody out there, but I am not at this point looking at green. So I'm fingers crossed, hoping it's not going to rain and we will keep that snow for the next few days. But I don't think that's in the forecast. Um, so that's where we are with that. Uh, uh, do we, we have, we do, do we, oh, we have, no, we don't, Dean, but I could hear you. So you're, um, I see him and I can hear him, but he can't hear us, unfortunately. So phone numbers. I would love to hear from you and I'd love to hear what's going on in your garden. Any tips, any tricks, phone numbers. If you are local, the phone number is 416-360-0740. That's local to the the Toronto area, GTA. If you're outside of that area, The long-distance number, free at no cost to you, is 866-740-4740. Yeah, happy, happy to hear from you. And uh, and like I said, anything that's going on in your garden, anything new and exciting, I do have a couple of good emails that I'll share with you. But for now, let's just go to a break, and we'll be right back after these important messages. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? 
You betcha. No cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And welcome back to The Garden Show on Zoomer Radio with Charlie Dobbin, aided and abetted by yours truly, Dean Holland. And uh, Charlie, uh, we are, here we are on Christmas, well, the day before Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve weekend, I call it. And uh, we are going to take our uh, first caller. We're going to Newmarket, and we have Gene on the line. Welcome to The Garden Show, Gene. Good morning, and Merry Christmas to both of you. Thank you. I, uh, Charlie, I have a question that's not Christmas plants. I'd mm. love to have a Hoya plant. Now, I'm not mm. saying it right. Uh, I knew mm-hmm. you'd know yep. everything. The waxy leaves and the waxy flower. Yeah. Okay. So um, I know I'll do that in the spring, but how do I start? Where do I buy a good one, and how do I oh. keep it alive? Oh, good question. Where do you buy a good one in Newmarket? Well, you definitely have some good garden centers around you, um, though, you know, I don't see Hoyas for sale very often. No. You may, yeah. Do you know anybody who has a Hoya? No. Hmm. Maybe somebody who's listening, or maybe your local garden, do you, you, don't, do you belong to the Newmarket Horticultural or Garden Society by any chance? No, but don't ask. I there belong a, to the Bradford. A, oh, I could ask them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's fairly active. And that's a good point. Bradford and, um, Greenhouses, they would probably have Hoya for sale, you know, up north mm-hmm. of you there. Um, that's a big operation. They would likely have. And it, the thing that I think people love the most, well, two things people love about Hoya. One is it's a very low-maintenance plant, so easy to have in the house, assuming you've got a nice bright window in which to place the plant. They need lots of light. Um, the other reason I think it's so popular is it's fragrant. When it blooms, it's yeah. very sweet smelling. So um, it's a you know an easy plant. It grows mostly as a vine, as a trailing plant. So you you put it up on top of a, a an etage or into a hanging uh, uh, pl- basket of some kind, so that it is allowed to send out long runners. And those crazy long runners, of course, is where you end up with the flowers. So you've got to allow this plant to really do its thing in terms of how it grows. Um, so here's uh, here's the bottom line when it comes to Hoya, when you're talking about how to be successful. Of course, it's vigorous. It, the twining stems can reach up to 15 feet or more lo- as long. So you can also train on a wire or a trellis. Um, sometimes it will grow in a ring or a heart because it will be trained onto a wire stand. Um, the new stems are bare. The leaves l- appear later. When they do, they're fleshy, they're green. Sometimes they're green and white. You can get variegated as well. Um, and so it's a um, late spring. Uh, the flower heads appear between late spring and early autumn. So here are the secrets of success. So just regular room temperature, nothing fancy. Uh, in the winter, it prefers cooler temperatures, as many plants do. It helps them just slow them down a bit and be semi-dormant. So it's 50, 55 Fahrenheit in the winter, if you can. Bright light, uh, bright Direct sun is fine, but certainly has to be bright. Um, Water liberally from spring to autumn, uh, very sparingly in winter. Again, if you've got those cool temperatures, less water is being used, so water very sparingly in winter. 
miss the leaves regularly, but not when it's blooming. So that spritzer helps raise the humidity. And of course, we don't want to get the, the flowers wet or we'll lose those. Um, repot if necessary in the spring. And of course, it's very easy to grow from cuttings. That's why I said, do you know somebody with a Hoya? Because that would be the, the real way to um, to make it happen, to have a, get your own plant. So never know, somebody listening in the new market area might just send an email to me, which I could then um, you know mention on air, or you could send me an email and I'll let you know if I hear from anybody. But Bradford Greenhouses certainly comes to mind. All righty. Thank you. What kind of uh, soil, if you're saying repot well, eventually? Well, I mean, it's just one of those good quality, I mean, potting mixes, right? <clears throat> okay. Fresh, sterile, out of the bag, moist before you plant, and and air on the side of well-drained as opposed to not as well-drained. Because, again, those thick, waxy leaves tell you that this is a plant that w- wants to be in fairly dry conditions, on the one hand, but watered thoroughly when it's watering time. So that's one of those, um, just like I say, a regular potting mix will work. Just make sure it's clean and never been used for any other plants. Thank you. Thank you. You are amazing. Take care. Bye. Thank you. You too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, time, time for us to take one more of our short commercial breaks right back after this. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Yes, indeed, we are back here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Uh, Charlie, I'm going to give the numbers out again, and I'm, uh, I'm sure, of course, this is one of the busier shopping weekends of the year. Everybody is out and about, hustle-bustle, uh, <laughs> getting last-minute things, I suppose. I uh, suppose. I think, yeah. you, hey, you know, want to hear a good, this is a really cool gift. If you've got a gardener that is, you, you're desperate to get a gift for them, and I, this just came into my computer this morning through, oh, where'd it go? Oh, no, I'm not going to see it. it. Oh, yeah, Birds Canada. No, not that. The Cornell the Cornell Lab. Remember how we've talked yeah. about the Audubon Society, oh, et cetera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so the Cornell Lab, and, of course, it's a simple bird academy at birds.cornell. Yeah. They offer virtual bird lessons, bird, and, oh. and all kinds of different um, learning opportunities if you're a birder. So I was just looking at this. I thought this would be a cool thing. So for $20, I could get Elliot some uh, something called the joy of bird watching right here from my computer. I don't have to go anywhere and he can do his own lessons yeah. at his own pace, at his own time. I think it's six, uh, is it six different lessons? And you, you know, it's self, self 
independent study, so to speak. And then Elliot, Elliot and I could then chat about it because I could do that too. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm fast becoming a birder. <laughs> I know. I know. And of course, like you said, your kids are making fun of you. And of oh, course yeah. our kids are making fun of him too. So it might be just the perfect gift for that person on your list. Rather than racing off to a store, there's some cool stuff online. <laughs> yeah. Now I have, I'm not going to ask it now. I do have a question about poinsettias before the show is over. Um, but I want to give out the numbers before we go to our next caller. Uh, if you live in Toronto, use this number, 416-360-0740. Or if you live outside Toronto, anywhere in the province of Ontario, it's toll-free by using 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we're going to go to our next caller, that, who's a first-time caller. We have Vincent on the line. Welcome to the Garden Show, Vincent. Good morning. 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 I'm, I'm going to give you your garden wings, okay, sir? There you go, my friend. Thanks for being a first-time caller. Thank you. Welcome. What do you got for Charlie uh, there? We have about a half a dozen maple trees planted in our yard, and they have red leaves. I forget the, the, the name of the of the type of tree they are, but they're they're maple with red leaves. No, like red leaves all summer through the growing season. Yes. Yeah, purple. That's called crimson king. It's a form of Norway maple. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, okay. one of them was a slow starter. In fact, when it was the size of a of a baseball bat, uh, the tr- the main trunk died. Mm-hmm. But a shoot from the down at ground level has developed into a pretty good looking tree now. Mm-hmm. But I noticed last summer that another shoot has come out at ground level, and it was about eight feet tall, and it has green leaves. <laughs> Why would that be? Um, usually that's because a plant is grafted, so that what you see above ground is you often the same genus, but it's a different cultivar. So you've got a green Norway maple below ground and a purple or red Norway maple above ground. And when you see that different color shooting from below ground, that is a, a sucker, what we call a sucker, growing off the root. Oh, I see. Your job, unless you, you, you see what happens with, when you have a graft like that, is that the, the graft is the weakest spot. So if that sucker continues to grow, like eight feet is pretty big. It's been there for a couple, maybe a year or two. Your job is to move the soil aside, down, 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 follow that, that stem, that sucker stem, right down to where it's coming off the root. And of course, based on the size, the height of that, it's going to be probably a good inch or three quarters of an inch across. You need to remove that right at the root. Oh, I see. Well, that's very good. Very interesting. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it will take over and you'll lose the, the red part. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Bye for the call there. Merry Christmas. Thanks for the call there, Vincent. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well. It is hard to believe we are in our second last show of 2023. 
And our first show of the winter. Happy winter to that you. That is true. That's right. It, I think it arrived on the 20th, partway through the day somewhere. Mm-hmm. First full day of winter, I believe, was uh, the 21st. Yeah. Yes. And I was saying when we first uh, started the show, we got snow. It's actually beautiful snow when it fell. It was big, like baseball-sized flakes of wet, fluffy snow just came pouring out of the sky. And to this day, my ground is white. I'm still... Nice. Uh, you know, crossing all my fingers and toes that it'll yeah. stay for the next couple of days. But there is rain in the forecast, so I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Yeah, we're sitting right around the zero mark here in the Collingwood area. We, we're experiencing rain. I think we might even be a plus one. We oh. still have some snow, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's fighting. It's fighting to stay on the ground a little bit just because mm. it's, uh, yeah, it's just hovering around that zero mark. I know. So, that's, you know, it's gentle on the garden. We can say that when it's yeah. this mild. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, let's go to our next caller. We're going to uh, Maureen. Maureen is from North York. Welcome to the Garden Show, Maureen. Good morning, Dean. Good morning, Charlie. Hey. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Welcome back. Now, okay, as usual, I was in Whole Foods and I got attracted to something. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) they They have quite nice plants in there. Anyway, I bought a lemon cypress. And it's oh, just yeah. a little one, about eight inches high, and mm-hmm. it's nice and it's pretty. But the instructions on the back of it are clearly based for somebody who's put it outside because they told me to keep it frost-free. Well, mm-hmm. I've got it in the house. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, good. Uh, well, you know why? Those are grown in Florida, I think, or, or California. They are, they are a tropical plant. Yeah, I figured that. So what's the best thing for me to do in to keep it over over the over the winter and maybe could I put it out I put it outside and not planted in the ground but I could put I put it outside in the spring you can or- it's a little bit of a tricky one I find to keep alive in the winter it um it kind of wants conditions that are a little bit hard for us to provide but what well, here's what I would do put keep it in a spot in your house that is bright it does not need to be um, full sun. As a matter of fact, it probably will turn brown if you put it into full sun. But uh, it wants a nice bright spot. Um, it does want to be um, feel the soil every day. You are going to um, keep it not wet. It does want to be on the wet side, but then it doesn't want to dry out completely either. So it's not like a jade plant or a, a cactus where we let it go really dry and then really water it. You're going to keep it sort of a little bit of water every maybe few days, depending on how warm the temperatures are in your house. And just when it starts to the surface starts to feel dry, you're going to give it some water, room temperature, preferably um, water that has sat out overnight. It's a little bit uh, susceptible to some of the salts that are in our water, whether it's chlorine or whatever's in our water. So the, the more it sits, the water sits out, the better. And uh, yeah, just, um, yeah, you know, morning okay. sun is fine if you've got an eastern window, but otherwise, yeah, if it's too. western or southern, have it, you know, five, six, ten feet away from the window. Um, I would... Certainly consider a pebble tray below. So that pebble tray idea is just like a cook, a tray with pebbles and the plant sits on top of the pebbles and you keep water 
in around the pebbles at all times. And that's just to raise the humidity around the plant. Of course, no drafts, no hot drafts, no cold drafts, don't spritz, but just anything you can do to increase humidity. And assuming it's looking good uh, next spring when we are frost free, then for sure, get it outside, start in the shade, and then move it into an indirect sun uh, early morning sun maybe uh nice in a planter it's a beautiful beautiful plant it's soft and it's bright and it's unusual uh so yeah for sure keep it alive and and get it out with some nice purple you know it looks really good with purples and blues it's just a bright bright lemon plant so yeah go for it oh i love it it's, it's, it's what i call a smiley plant <laughs> good, good point it is it does make you smile it's really pretty and bright yeah. Now, I often water my plants with water left over from my kettle. Would, would that be good for that? Sure. Yeah. And you're, But yeah. you fill your kettle from your tap, right? I fill it from my tap and uh, boil okay. it. I, when the, the water's yeah. left over, I pour yeah. it into a watering can, and I use sure. that to water my, well, I like cool down, yeah. of course, but I use that mostly to water my plants because, uh, as you said, let's have the chlorine in it and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, theoretically, there's less. I mean, it's the boiling does um, cause some of the minerals to be airborne out of the boiling water. So you're right. It, it is a clearer water when it's been boiled than when it's not. So sure. Why not? As long as it's cool. <laughs> OK, thank you very much. I knew the expert would tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Maureen. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for the call, Maureen. Uh, Charlie, I use uh, humidifier water. Is that okay? Yeah, but you're not. Oh, wait, wait, humidifier. But you're putting water in your humidifier. Sorry, dehumidifier, I meant. Yes. Yeah, in the summer. We have dehumidifier in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it we is, have, oh, it's great. That's like yeah. distilled water, dehumidifier. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, we still have we still have one kind of going now a little bit just because we have a back room from all of our theatrical years. We have costume storage, and so we uh, try and keep that extra dry, and so we keep that uh, running a little bit into the winter as well. We're sort of shutting it down now, but yeah, yeah I, during the year, I that's one of the that's what I use is that water. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And if you have a, an aquarium, also perfect for plants. If you're, when you're doing that one-third water change. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, um, aquarium water is not only clean and clear when it comes to things like chlorine, but it's, what it does have in it is fish pee and poo, which is yeah. great for the plants. So, right. And I didn't realize that. And, and it, you know, we do have a fish tank, and we have forever been just dumping it down the toilet. Yeah. I know. And then and then lately I said to my wife, no, 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 we have to have <laughs> And at the, the very way. least, yeah, if there's too much to, to use in the house uh, garden, uh, I put it out outside on the sure. on the outside garden because I figure it's not going to do any harm. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was doing. I was using my dehumidifier all summer. All that water was going out into my garden, particularly yeah. when I was getting low on water. But right. here's a crazy little side story. I I um I'm, I love humidity and of course I know my plants my indoor plants love humidity and as winter comes humidity levels drop and in my effort to raise the humidity in my house I bought just a little portable it's called a cool mist humidifier oh, yeah, and I plugged, yeah I plugged it into the wall and of course it says in the instructions to use distilled water and I didn't do that I ignored that those instructions and I used tap water well, what happened was my tap water is soft water and it's full oh. of sodium chloride, which is right. the stuff we put on our French fries, uh, salt. 
So what happened is after a couple of days of this running and, you know, it's cool mist is putting out mist, but it's also putting out white particles, which it turns out are sodium chloride particles, tiny, tiny, Mm -hmm. you know, white particles of it looks like dust when it hits your the surface of your, your home. Well, the crazy side story is that we use propane here in our home. We're not on natural gas. So we have a big propane tank and and sodium chloride in the presence of heat burns. So all of my propane, my my stove, my fireplace, everything was burning yellow from the sodium chloride that was in the air. Wow. you want everything to burn blue, right? To have heat yeah. in your stove. You want blue yeah. flames, not yellow. It was the biggest puzzle. We had the propane guys came. They brought us another tank. The the gas people came. Everybody changed regulators. It was this huge puzzle. Everybody scratching their heads like, why is your, are your flames yellow? And it took about a week or <laughs> five days. And then suddenly it was like this epiphany. And I turned off the humidifier and everything went back to blue. That's crazy. That, I know. That, yeah, that's like uh, really crazy. Uh, that, that's a, like a that's a, mer- a mystery. It was. It was a crazy mystery, and it was, and and it was like everybody on my street. We all had the many. We all have the same propane supplier. There's all their flames were blue because I'm knocking on doors, going, "Let me see your stove. My stove is blue. Your stove is or your, mine's yellow. Yours is blue." So it was just happening in our house. Anyway, it was the, the <laughs> dumbest thing. And when we figured it out, it was like, oh. But, isn't that, but that's a neat feeling when you figured it out. You I know, know but it was like, all my sleuthing. fault. It was just dumb. It's just so dumb. Well, if we just read the directions on the cool mist humidifier, we wouldn't Fall. have a problem. Oh, I read them. I just didn't follow them. I just didn't follow them. <laughs> Very good. I'm going to give the numbers out again, Charlie. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We have another Maureen on the line, and she is calling from Loretto. Welcome to the Garden Show, Maureen. Thank you. Charlie, I have a question. Yeah. I have a question about a Chicago fig tree. It's just small. Mm-hmm. So every summer I put it outside for the whole summer, let it do its thing. When it gets cold, I'm bringing it in. And, of course, the leaves drop. But also after a week or so, all the figs drop. Is there any uh-huh. way to keep those figs alive and growing till they mature? Uh-huh. So when you bring it in, you bring it in before frost, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. And where do you put it when you bring it in? Where does it go in your house? The the brightest sunny window that I can get. There hmm. is a grow light next to it, but it hasn't been under it. It's near it, but it's not under it. Hmm. It's because it's wow. too tall to sit under it. So you know why? Because I off the top of my head, I bet you the reason it drops the it's the temperature. So outside, it's probably what September when you're bringing it in. Mm-hmm. Maybe even October. Early October, right. the weather's good. So we're having that those outdoor, you know, cool nights, mm-hmm. shorter days, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you bring it in, you bring it into your house where you probably have your heat on by then. No, no. No? Because mm. I am um, just It's an eastern-facing window, so it's not like huge bright light. Right, but I'm... So, hmm, you know who's the... The authority on figs is a gentleman named Stephen Biggs, and he wrote a book called The 
the fig pig and he lives in the toronto area so he knows an awful lot about figs i wonder if he's listening right now he could just call in and have an answer to your question quickly looking here um on my computer in front of me it talks about them being you know container grown plants drought tolerant pest resistant native to sicily but they're pretty they're considered one of the more hardy figs right most coal tolerant fig trees available but your problem is the bringing in, and I'm just wondering if they're, they drop figs because of that change, that environmental change when they come in. Do 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 thrive, la la la, partial shade, hardy to minus 12 Celsius, it says. Uh, but healing them in, wrapping the tree, um, hmm, enough to rebound in the spring. Uh, you know what? Good question. I would think that the reason those, so it's got the baby figs on it. I'm just wondering if there's some way it's in a obviously container, right? It's outside yep. in a container and then you yep. bring it in. Right. Yeah. And when you bring it in though, it's gotta be a pretty dramatic change, both light level. Okay. So what, one of the things we do to lower the shock of bringing plants in, in the fall is they might be out in the garden somewhere getting direct or, or indirect sunlight, but prior to coming into the house, we start, we move, start moving them into full shade because we know the light levels are going to drop that dramatically. So full shade for 10 days before they come in the house, even if they're going into a window in the house, do we still slowly lower the light levels starting outside before coming inside? Because even though that window is there, there's all UV protection on the window, et cetera. So into the shade for at least 10 days before into the house. And I'm wondering if maybe you should bring it in earlier so that there's not a huge temperature uh, variable going on there so that it's a more um, or like it's a less of a dramatic uh, temperature change for the plant when it comes in because um, most people I know who bring figs in for the winter put them into cool locations cool and sometimes even fairly dark lo- locations but bottom line is they go for semi-dormancy for the winter which with cool temperatures do you have something like that a bright cool spot Mm-hmm. yep okay and is that where it's going at this point yep that's where it's at yeah and what kind of temperatures are in there Oh, my house is pretty chilly. It's uh, it's usually around 60 degrees. Okay. Yeah, but it's going to prefer more like 50 degrees, like 10 degrees Celsius is, is going to be really good for just slowing it right down. But then again, it you want to, hmm, all right, you know what, leave that with me. I might uh, give Stephen a ring if he doesn't ring me and uh, see if he's got any magical tips. And you never know, Stephen might even be willing to join us next week or one day soon to be the fig pig. He knows uh, he's been growing figs since he was a teenager and he's been doing it in Toronto quite quite effectively. So he's a he's a good fig guy. So keep listening and I'll, I'll see if I can come up with anything definitive for you. Okay, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Okay. You yeah, too. Merry Christmas Merry to you. Christmas. Thank you so much for the call, Maureen. Uh, yeah, thanks. Okay, uh, Charlie, we have to go to our next break, but we'll uh-huh. be right back with much more on The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's Mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. Daffodils and daisies. 
ladies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Yes, indeed. We are back here on The Garden Show. And Charlie, uh, we've had some interesting patterns today on the show because we had (laughs) two Maureens in a row. And Mm -hmm. now I'm looking up at the screen and we have two Gales in a row. Sweet. So we're going to go to the first of our two Gales. Uh, First one up is from Markham, Ontario. Welcome to The Garden Show, Gail. Uh, good morning. Um, actually, good morning. it's Dale with a D, like Donald. Dale. Oh, oh, it's, Dale. oh it's Dale. And that's Dale. so funny, because I am married to a Gale, and my brother's name is Dale. So, uh, oh, okay. Dale. so it's Dale. Oh, Welcome fun. to the Garden Show, Dale. All right. Well, thank you, and happy holidays to you both. I have yeah, a question. Spider plants. Mm-hmm. I have um, several what used to be big, healthy ones. Um, I've had them for years. And the routine was we'd keep them inside in the winter. In the summer, we would put them outside up on shelves, kind of, you know, in the garden, like around the pool. And they did really well. Um, The last couple of years, they've been looking a little not so great. This year, they look terrible inside. They seem to be rotting from the middle, like the leaves get bad in the middle. So you can just pull them off when they have um, baby spiders the spiders will be half green and half this dried up mess. And I'm not sure if they're just really old. Uh, when was the last time you repotted them? Um, we repotted them this year when we brought them in. Oh, oh this fall. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, and they, so, usually when they come in, they get a, you know, a little mad for a while. And then yeah. they perk up. But, um, it shouldn't be a case of the plants getting really old because you're right. The mother plants might be very old, but the babies are brand new, fresh. So they should be uh, firm and, you know, look good and be worth working with. Um, I'm kind of, my heart's kind of going out to you because I had a similar situation with an old spider plant. I must have had it for 20 years in the same pot. And I kept adding soil because the soil kept disappearing. But at some point, there was no soil left. I mean, it was just solid roots. And the plant looked like a dog's breakfast. It was just not a pretty plant. (laughs) (laughs) It was, you know, just scraggly as anything. So I just kept a bunch of babies. I just composted mummy, kept a bunch of babies, and have started fresh with a a pot full of little baby spiders. Um, And you should be able to do that. Now, since you repotted them, it's probably just a shock thing. But remember, you can let them dry. If this looks like they're rotting, then they might be. It might be that that soil is just holding too much moisture, and they're just not ready for that much moisture. Because repotting in the fall is always a bit tough anyway. Um, Plants are not vigorously growing in the fall the way they are in the spring so consider just ignoring them for a little while keep them in a bright spot clean them up and tell them they're not as ugly as you really think they are just talk to them a bit but just clean up all the messiness and let them really dry down worst case pull the whole thing apart and start again with just some small babies okay um yeah full disclosure i threw one out yesterday I mean, yeah, so yeah. Bad, but I still have several left. 
it's and where I get I get huge brown masses around where it's coming out of the soil. You know where this big stem comes out of the soil. Right, but that sounds like the soil is just holding too much moisture. There's too much wetness around because they they have quite a a, um, a thick, almost rhizomatous root. Right, they're very they're not little uh, fine fibrous roots. They're, they're really thick roots. So okay. let that soil dry right down. That's probably what's going on. You're just keeping them too moist. All right, I did try a couple of babies. You know, put them in some water for a while, and nothing happened. Like I didn't get any roots coming out of them. Well, that's probably more because of the time of year. In the fall, they're just slowed right down. You have It takes much longer to get roots in the fall than it does in the spring. Like you can get roots in about three days in the spring, but it'll take three or four weeks in the fall. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you so much. Uh, patience, patience, patience. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks for the call there, Dale. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, we should go to our next break first, and then we will come back uh, with our Gail that's on the line. Okay, we'll be right back with much more on The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to The Garden Show on Zoomer Radio. And, uh, Charlie, let's go right to our next caller. We have Gail on the line calling from Orno. How are you, Gail? I'm fine, thank you, this morning. Um, And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, I'm just wanting to ask about an... Peruvian lily. Can you hear Uh me? Sorry, go ahead. Yep. A Peruvian lily. Mm -hmm. Alastromuria, something or other. Anyway, I bought it um, early in the summer and it was looking very sad. We brought it home and it did very well all summer and it's still going. I don't know what to do with it. I brought it, it's potted, of course, brought it in the house. And it's still producing little shoots. There have been hundreds of flowers on it. Um, It's not flowering now, but I'm wondering if I should be digging up. I understand it's a bulb or something. Mm -hmm. Um, It is. Should I be digging it up and letting it rest? It just isn't. They're much smaller and they're not flowering now. Uh, Right. Fertilizing. no, no, you can't no. fight. You can't fight the plant. So the proper name for Peruvian lily, many people will know it as an amazing cut flower called yes. Ulstromeria. Yeah, it's a very long-lasting cut flower. It comes in so many beautiful colors and dappled and dippled and all kinds of beautiful um, uh, shades of yellows and oranges and pinks and whites. It's a very beautiful plant. But you're right; it does grow from a bulb. So you have to let this plant have a break. When it's stopped flowering, and like you said, it's looking you know small and thin, etc., you've just got to let it rest. It wants to be dormant for the winter. It's not all the fertilizer in the world will not make it flower. It it just wants to be left alone. If you've got a cool, dry location, then I would just 
keep it in the pot, just put it away in in a dark, cool location for the winter. Don't water it. Just let the the let it water. You know, let it dry right out so that the um, bulbs will not rot, and and let it sleep for a while. And of course, come. February, it'll be, it'll tell you, it'll start growing. It'll say, oh, time to wake up and it'll start growing in your dark spot. So that at that point you can bring it upstairs. So um, if, if you can do that, it's kind of like um, shamrocks uh, or oxalis. So a lot of people like to grow them as a house plant and they grow yeah. from little tiny bulbs and they really start to shrivel up as the winter goes on. And then they get all perky right around St. Patrick's Day and start growing like crazy. So same kind of thing. You'll just basically let this plant rest and then it'll it'll wake up. It'll wake itself up. Okay. So could I put it in a cold room? Is that too cold? I mean, it's not... Uh, how- it's not- freezing or anything there but uh, it's you know what it's fine as long as it's above zero as long okay. as you're three four five degrees you're perfect just put it away okay and then start fertilizing it march or february or march yeah well f- first you'll bring it out into the warmth in your house and you'll give it some sun maybe not bright mm-hmm. bright sun to start with but you'll start you know a bright spot warm temperatures when it starts to grow like follow the the uh the the indications from the plant it yeah. will start to grow it'll start to respond to the warmth and to the you know the heat the sun and as that starts to happen by yes by probably late march or april you will start to fertilize again yeah okay that's wonderful okay. thank you very much and, i enjoy your yeah, show just and a, we enjoyed your talk you. to us in orno at the horticultural society a few weeks ago it was great yeah that was so much fun that was great i love that orno you're a great great bunch of people so okay. yes indeed but do keep that the bulbs that we're talking about in the pot when you bring them out of the cold cellar and they're bone dry do water a little bit to start and just keep moist just a slow process as it wakes up the plant will use more more water yeah. all right okay sounds wonderful thank you very much and best of the season merry christmas yeah. yeah thanks so much for the call there gail thank you Thank you. I was just thinking, you know, Charlie, it is so good that, you know, I didn't start doing this garden show with you many years ago because as I was having children, I might have been tempted to give them names like Ulstromeria and Philodendrum <laughs> and stuff like that. I wanted to. would have grown up and hated me. Where I did know. you get the name Ulstromeria? <laughs> yeah, spell that. I know. I tried that. Everybody, I was like roundly shut down by every family member I know. <laughs> I wanted to name my daughter Shazanthus, but nobody <laughs> <laughs> and Elliot's just looking at you going, what? What? But what a great name, Shazanthus. Yeah. Anyway, I love it. Yeah. No, it's great. I have a Sydney instead of a Shazanthus. And I was going to name my son Dusty Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But love it. it didn't work. Yeah, Nobody, a good, I had a good no Christmas support. present for all our kids that we didn't give them those names. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have uh, one more caller. And uh, this is a comment about the, uh, I believe it's about the the fig tree that we were talking yeah. about. We have uh, Raka on the line calling from Brampton. Welcome to the Garden Show, Raka. Good morning. It's Raka. <laughs> Raka, sorry. Okay, thank you. All right. And, um, uh, and happy holidays to you. Thank you. And she's Merry a first-time caller. You, oh, first-time yes, caller. We're Wings. We are. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I was calling about the fig tree because I heard it this morning, and uh, mm-hmm. the only way to keep those things alive is to put them in the garage. 
Mm, cold. And yes, uh, because I, I guess, like you said, it was, uh, I think they last till minus 12 or something. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband, he passed away this year, this year, early in the, mo- in the year. But he used to bring, uh, bring them in at the end of uh, October. And mm-hmm. they did have figs on them. And they actually uh, matured and ripened mm-hmm. in the garage. In the garage. Oh, in right. the cool we garage. And dark? For quite a mm-hmm. while. Um, this year I got a Breba crop. Um, I didn't do the shuffle. You're supposed to do the fig shuffle. You bring them out and then you bring them back in and to climatize them to the outdoors. Uh-huh. Um, we brought them straight out into the backyard. I put them under the gazebo so that they wouldn't uh, get the, the scorched by the sun, the new leaves. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I got the Breba crop in the beginning. In the end of July, I got, I got quite a few figs. And um, and then those ones grow on the old wood from the year right. before. And then the new figs come in. And because the Breba crop um, started, well, started ripening in July, the end of July, the, uh, the main crop didn't start growing until all those were done. So oh. this year, I think uh, I, I'm going to probably get a, Greba, a Breba crop. And we put them all in the garage, and they're, mm-hmm. I haven't wrapped them yet. My husband used to wrap them with oh. cardboard, and um, oh. we put them on the pallets so they're not huh. yeah. right on Up the ground. Yeah, the concrete, yeah. Right, and, oh. uh, and we've wow. had six, I've got at least uh, 12, 10, 12 pots. Wow. And um, that's a lot of... <laughs> Yeah, Stephen would like to visit you, I bet. That's Stephen (laughs) Biggs of the Fig Pig book. (laughs) It's impressive. Yeah, same kind of thing. Like Figs, I mean, nothing like a fresh fig. I think that that's what drives people to want to do that. So that's lovely. Well, thank you for that information. Um, Hopefully Maureen is still listening from Loretto and will follow your suggestions there. Tell me about your garage. Is there any light in your garage at all? Yes, I have the door, the, the door to the garage, the, the slim door, I guess. Yeah, the, um, it has a window mm-hmm. in it. And then I put okay. new, we put in the new front doors with the glass on the top. So there is okay. light in there. But uh, when they just, because all the leaves have to drop, it has to go into dormancy. If, it, if you uh, bring it in the house a long yeah, time ago, yeah. way back in the 70s, we did have a tree and my husband and brought it into the garage, into the cantina in the basement, but right. it didn't survive because it's too warm in the house. Right, right, right. Makes sense. Gosh, brilliant. Thank you so much for your You're insights, Rocca, and yeah. uh, Merry, Merry Christmas to you. We'll have to Merry let you Christmas go because you. we're at the at time oh. to go. Mm-hmm. As much as we love to keep chit chatting about gardening, we got to go. Yeah. Well, listen, Charlie, Merry Christmas to you. Mm -hmm. And to you, too, and Ashy, both of you. I hope you have a lovely holiday break. If you do get any kind of a break, I know there's not much break in radio, but nevertheless, uh, thank you, both of you. And, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, lots of good sweets and and food coming your way, I hope. And uh, see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? 
You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.